All right, just tap recording. Um, all right, hello, hello, hello. This is the 99th edition of the Mental Threads Pocket. <clears throat> Sorry, Dave, I just had some Doritos and shit. My bad. <laughs> um, yes, um, I'm here with my guest, the one, the only outcome. If you'd like to say something, hey man, you know, I appreciate you having me. You know, it's outcome, just a singer songwriter, humble servant of the people, you know. Yeah, a damn good one for real, man. I'm I'm still hyped just listening to your SoundCloud. Like, wow, this guy really good. Why is he not selling out concerts around the world right now? Because it's like, dang, like I'm not even trying to blow smoke off nobody's ass. Like, dude, this is seriously like, this is, your music is great, like dope, man. I don't want you to think for a second I'm I'm pulling, I'm capping in any sense of the word. No, I appreciate it man, for real. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, where do you get most of your influences from? Um, honestly, I'm such like a savant with it. Like I can like, I've always been a writer, you know, so writing has come naturally to me. And as far as like the music goes, I, I, I grew up just listening to all types of music. So there's like a constant jukebox in my head. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. But um, like I could just be standing outside and hear the way a bird chirps or the inflection of somebody's voice. And right there, that's a song. Oh, okay. So you kind of draw energy from pretty much everywhere, basically. Yeah, exactly. So basically, so it's just like, but like, would you say like, you like, were you introduced to pretty much like different genres and stuff? Like, like, it was just like, when you start like maybe Earth, Wind and Fire and then maybe like some, uh, some of the whispers from like one decade and then one decade it's just like maybe some r&b like maybe some joe maybe some maybe some uh um freaking uh, drew hill or something and then like in the early 2000s maybe some life jennings some anthony hamilton and then like you know then you just went your own way is that, that kind of hit into a certain uh, pretty much i um my mom used to play classical music while i was like sleeping as a baby so oh. it started there. So it's like sort of, you know, programmed in me. <laughs> and then as I got older, I was just exposed to so many different genres. Like my uncle was a DJ in Japan for 22 years. My godfather, he was big on funk. My aunt, she sang. So her and my mom introduced me to a lot of neo-soul, R&B and stuff. And on my own, I sort of ventured out into uh, rock music. And that was like one of my greatest loves a lot of people don't know that also okay no i feel you on that i like how you just just nonchalantly just mentioned that your uncle djs in japan it's just <laughs> like but yeah my uncle djs in japan sometimes like you know he high fives the yakuza he, every now and then but it's no <laughs> but yeah, i mean go into detail about the whole like your um uncle being a djing in japan i think it'd be kind of hard you know like because when it comes to J japanese culture all of i'm kind of familiar with is like anime obviously um and just things like if I had to go to professional wrestling and stuff like New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, with the likes of uh, like the Bullet Club and like uh, like Kenta and like all of them yeah. or uh, freaking uh, the Rainmaker and stuff of that nature or Hiroshi Tanahashi. But it's like, um, you think maybe samurais and like uh, karate <laughs> or some shit like that. But it's like, um, when it comes to DJing, like being a black DJ in uh, Japan and everything, like, you know, how how'd that go for him? Well, the thing is, hip hop culture over there is like expansive. Like they really love hip hop over there. And I wouldn't have known either. And he was in the military. So he was stationed over there uh, for a few years and he had picked up the hobby like during 
and I guess it just stuck. And he was just like elated to be over there and just stayed for like 22 years. Like I didn't see him for a while, but he was doing his thing. But yeah, a lot of people don't know. Like, I don't know if you uh, think about a couple of um, like anime, like Cowboy Bebop, for instance, like, you know, they have like the lo-fi, you know, beats in between scenes or whatever, or like for the marketing, the hip hop scene over there is like big. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, no, I bet. I know, like, if I want to bring up, like, two examples, like, Samurai Shampoo and uh, Afro mm-hmm. Samurai, and Afro yeah. Samurai was created by somebody in Japan, you know, I'd be right. thinking, like, maybe, like, somebody, that, but it's just, like, you know, it's just, so it's, like, I can see where the hip-hop culture kind of touches upon to a certain degree and everything. I wish we, Japanese and, like, African-Americans would kind of build more, more yeah. better relations now, because we're so interested in each other's cultures, like, we're so, we're such big fans of anime here, and there's, there's such big fans of hip-hop there, and I feel like the one we got in the middle is, like, the Wu-Tang Clan right. and everything. <laughs> Absolutely. and stuff of that nature i feel like we just we need to collaborate more with them in regards to all sorts of things you know i just like because i feel like there's an interest there on both sides you know i feel like there's a there's a slow there's an internal admiration there you know yeah that would be beautiful honestly <laughs> yeah no for real but if we got back uh to you and everything you know when i was listening to a lot of your first song, i think the first song i listened to of yours i'm, I'm looking through my history because it's like all your songs are just sounding so high i think it was um it was tell me that was like oh, the first time I saw. It. I was like, yeah. okay, tap because it has like a whole lot of views. And it's yeah. like the first like, wow, this is some like modern day life Jennings type stuff. Like, <laughs> when you say like life Jennings is like some of like your influences to a degree. Like, you are you familiar with life Jennings to a certain degree? Yeah, I'm I'm familiar with him. I used to listen to him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like, I could kind of hear the influence. That's why I asked about your influences. I'm thinking like he must mention like life Jennings somewhere <laughs> or something. I hope he mentions life. Jennings. <laughs> just for the sake of it but it's like anthony hamilton and all that neo soul thing would you yeah. say like those characters um would you say like they kind of like build the tone of like a lot of your styles going forward or what your interests might be in yeah uh, a lot of music soul child d'angelo like that whole neo soul era like erica badu flow tree uh all of that it's just very influential on you know my upbringing in music yeah, no, I bet, man. No, seriously, they need to bring that genre back, ain't they? Like, it's like something about it. I feel like it kind of fell off a little bit. I feel, maybe you're the one. You're the chosen one. You're <laughs> it's the, the live instrumentation, yourself. man. That's what, what really was lacking. You know, because we, we everybody just went into you know the studio. Everything was you know crafted you know uh, electronically. It's like we got away from the live instrumentation, of it. and that is really the basis of neo soul. You know, you had those congo drums and the pianos and keys everything you know yeah no seriously man. you should put that on your tagline like the messiah of neo soul <laughs> seriously you need to copyright that right now <laughs> right now don't i'm not trying to blow smoke i'm not saying you you can't even be a headass about it neither but it's just something to consider, man, because like, dude, that is so so crazy. And you have a lot of songs, and I know you got merch out yourself. Yeah. Hey, how much you been? Uh, not trying to say how much you been making, but how how deep have you gone with the merch situation? Because I, I also want to expand with merch after when I st- I get back and start dropping music again. But like, but what's up with the merch situation on your end? Um, so far it's uh a learning process, you know. Mm. So I'm just trying to figure out how to uh, get rid of the background for certain things so that it would go on a certain color, you know, hoodie. And like, it, it's really a learning process right now. I'm not necessarily too, you know, far into it, but it's there, it's available. 
and I'm working on different, you know, emblems and different patterns and stuff that we can put out and, you know, get more sales. Oh, that's cool. And uh, what type of uh, copyright, what type of software do you be using? Do you be using like Shopify or something like that? Uh, it's a thing called Spring. Spring. Okay, cool. Can you, when we get out this recording and everything, you got to be able to forward me that information. Because I'm trying to find like a way out to design. Do you like design it online and it just prints it for you? Uh, no, actually, that emblem I draw myself. And then say I drew it on like a black background and I'm trying to put it on a um, white hoodie. I'll go into uh, this editing software on my MacBook and take out the background, and then I'm able to put it on the hoodie so that the black is not on the white hoodie. So the process, I mean, in terms of like putting it on the hoodie, you just pretty much, I know you design everything, but it's just like you just put it on the hoodie on design it online, basically, like just slap it yeah. on the hoodie, and yeah. then it just prints it out for you? Yeah. And sends it out to people? Yep. That's cool. I need to get on that seriously, because like you know, with the whole like mental threats podcast, uh, you seen the um logo and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I be designing like my own logos too, and things of that oh. nature. And it's like I want to be able to like you know uh, be able to make my own merch like when the time calls for that too, because it's just like you know I want to be able to maybe start performing soon and everything, and I want to be able to like you know put stuff out there. I want people to, like when like if they want to dive into my stuff, they can yeah. actually like, you know put stuff with like that and just so i could be able to at least put a whole lot of change in my pocket through that way i feel like you know mm -hmm. just, just just another way to get out there you know you look more professional professional that way that's great that you're on your way like that you already got your merch situation set up yeah. um and everything and, and stuff of that nature but it's just like seriously like what in, in regards to your plans like moving forward and stuff like what, what really um like what, what do you think about uh, uh going next like what do you got any projects that you got in mind that might come out like next yeah i'm working on a ep called du duality um it's actually basically done it's just a matter of paying the guy for the beat and uh the mix and the master it's a, it's a process, but um, yeah, I'm gonna do a two side EP of that. So it'll be six possibly on the first uh, on side A and then maybe six, seven on the side B. And that should be coming, you know, before the year ends, I'm, I'm toying with it. And then I'm working on my album. It'll be my first one. Oh, it's like, it's like an album that you're like, you're connected with like a major label or independent label or is it just... No, I'm, I'm, I'm independent, man. Okay, and that will be different from your last project and stuff, like... Um, yeah, those are just like, you know... Little mixtapes like, and EPs? Right, exactly. Like, they weren't like heavily mixed or, you know... Uh, there was a lot of thought and, you know, process to it, but... I didn't put like too much money behind it. It was just for the people, you know what I'm saying? That's cool. Whereas this album is more so for me. Definitely when you go on tour, I, I, I got to get a ticket, man. I'm sorry. Oh, absolutely, man. Never going to get in the front or so. I got to get some VIP, man. Like, hey, I also, it, I'll come way before any of y'all even hopped on. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Like, it's just like, you know, because it sounded like it already sounded like a concert already. So it's just yeah. like, you know, that's that's really like, that's really, really good that within the first couple songs, people already resonate. Like when I be putting songs out, I be thinking like, eh, some people might like it, some people might not. Like I, that's what I be thinking. They be yeah. saying it's good, 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 but it's just, I be like, eh, yeah, yeah, thank you, I guess. Well, I, I don't be thinking it'd be like all that and stuff, but it's just like, but dang, it's like, wow. It's yeah. crazy that you're like so humble about the matters too. Cause it's like, man, it's just like, cause that's some really, really good music. 
and okay. stuff. It's just like, um, so it's like, they, are you like part of like a group or something, or is it just you're just doing it all by yourself and it's just you, solo dolo? Um, I have a producer, we're not like a group, but I have this one producer, or actually like two. I have two solid producers that I go to for my beats and we've, you know, developed relationships and they're like family to me now. But as far as like, you know, a collective, I don't have that. I never have had it. So I've been doing all this, you know, alone and it, it it's a process, <laughs> like for real. And if I could, you know, pass anything on to anybody, definitely get you a team because that is so important because doing this alone takes a very long time. Oh, yeah, no, I bet, man. It's just like, you know, take it from me. I would do the whole music thing. I haven't dropped a project since 2021 or like early 2021 in April. And okay. it's just like, I was hoping to drop more songs this year, but then it was just like, I had trying to find a job and everything. Yeah. And then yeah. like you found a job and then you had to leave that job over something dumb. And then it's just like, now you're finding another job. And now it's like most of the year's finished and stuff. And then a whole lot of stuff in the background happened. And, you know, it's just, I was shooting to really drop 50 songs this year because I was going to drop so many projects. I had so many beats that are, like, free for profit that I just had stocked up on my computer and everything. And I just, like, uh, what's up? What kind of music do you make? I mean, it's just, like, um, I don't really have, like, a type type so far, but it's, like, I'm mostly lyrical and everything. I'm very heavy with the lyrical and stuff. And then it's just like, but there's like whole sense of like uh, trap with a little bit of like ASAP tendency right here and a little bit mm-hmm. of like, you know, just right there and right here. It's just like, but it's just in my flavor. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm also interested in using other beats. Like if I use a c- acoustic and like, you know, Afro beats or other things like that, you know, or just regular boom bop. Boom bop beats I've seemed to catch on a little bit better too, but it's like, I just went with the, the trap beats because I felt like it was something that was more fresh and like something that people will like want to be drawn to. And I want to save all that for like later on in the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, you know, yeah, it's just, it's just, it is a process and I'm doing, I'm doing that and I'm doing this podcast situation and it's like, I'm not even like marketing, marketing it so far right now. I want to wait until I get that 150 first. So it's like, once I actually put it out there in the sphere, like people would just kind of look through and see which episodes they want to watch. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, kind of built it like that, you know? And which I do have a plan for that also, but it's like, it's all like a process, like you said and everything. You know, but it, I feel like that's good that you're able to do this all by yourself from the merch to the music. And like, yeah, you got some producers here and you got a mass, mix and master. But for you to like do so much, like get that far like by yourself, like that's really nothing to sleep on at all. I appreciate that, man. You sure, it's no problem. I need to hear that. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes you need to hear it. <laughs> no, I feel that. I feel that. But, you know, you hear, you hear it from, like, you know, like, that's 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 amazing. Now, in terms of, like, you know, growing up and everything, uh, you're you're from, uh, where exactly are you from? I'm from Atlanta, Southwest Atlanta, to be exact. Oh, okay, okay. No matter, you're so good at music, because everybody in Atlanta is Like, you know, seriously, but it's just, um, but anyway, um, so how was life, like, growing up in Atlanta? You're pretty much born and raised down there, right? Honestly, I left here when I was 13. My mom dragged me up north. So I lived in Connecticut and I went to college in Boston. Mm. And I I really started like taking my music seriously in Boston. So I always give them, you know, credit because they embraced me. I had my first shows there. I don't know if you heard of the Middle East, they closing down, but they hosted a lot of, you know, a lot of artists coming up in. It's sad to see it go, but, you know. Yeah, be like that. I mean, it is what it is. You know, at least you can say that you're at least part of the history there and stuff of right. that nature. Yeah, there's. I'm from Charlotte and everything. We had a mall called Eastland Mall. 
Yeah. And everything, it was right around town, you know, like not right around town, like right around from where I stay at, like, because I stay on the east side of Charlotte, so it's East Lamar, East side of Charlotte, and everything. That was a mall that was made in 1975. And like literally, like it was like a good mall for like the yeah. first couple of decades, but then it's just like you know with a lot of like um, uh, a lot of the minority like Hispanic, African, and uh, you know African American people started like kind of filling up the areas, you know, mm-hmm. and that side of town it just went crazy for a little bit. Not saying it's like our fault or nothing, but it's just yeah. it just it just kind of went crazy. Like people were like just starting fights over there, and everybody used to go to that mall. It was such like a landmark type mall <laughs> and everything like that. A hockey ring. It's such a vibe. If you ever like look up Eastland Mall, like Charlotte and everything, bro, like inside, outside, how it looking everything. It was it was like it was like a cool neighborhood mall. And then it's just like, you know, that is shut it down because people were acting stupid. So it's like, yeah, I feel you. And it might not have a whole lot to do with music, but it would have been great like for networking. Like if like yeah, it was sure. like right now. And everything, if they just like rented the area for like, or use some like some of the places like for concerts and stuff, a little independent concert, it would be so great. Like it was so many ways you could have made money with that place. Yeah. But it's just you know, like you know, that's just the businessman in me. Like I graduated from NCCU, so like you know, it's just okay. That's you good. always think about like all the business oriented. They always like takes. It's always intriguing to me mm-hmm. how things go. But it's just like you know, um, outside of music, what are some other interests that you have and everything? Um, I'm big on traveling. I definitely love, you know, going different places. Corona messed up my plans, so I, I still have yet to leave the country, but I make sure that I go to a different state every time I can. Um, and culinary. A lot of people don't know that about me. I love to cook. I love to watch people cook. I love to, you know, just everything about food. It, it, it's intriguing. It's good. It's good, man. It's so seriously like I have a whole playlist on YouTube and everything where okay. it's just like it's just a food that I really want to learn how to make or whatever. It's just this there. I kind of like want to let it sit there until I move like out and really like move into my own apartment and stuff like that. Because I don't want to have to burn. I don't want to be cooking stuff. My mom be like, what you burning all that damn stuff? Like, you know, like I want to be in my own space. I feel like that's just something you just got to concentrate. Like it's just full concentration when it comes to like making some food. Absolutely. and stuff of that nature you know it's just like so like what are some favorite things that you like to make you know you know culinary wise um anything jerk so jerk chicken jerk salmon you know uh, i'm jamaican so i grew up around a lot of stuff a lot of brown stew chicken stuff like that i'll dabble in like you know other things like i'm learning how to uh grill even though i don't eat you know half the stuff but still it's cool as a host you know to be able to, you know, cook people's food correctly. <laughs> no, that's good, man. No, seriously, like I love Jamaican food, man. Like the red peas yeah. and the red beans and the oxtail. Can't beat that. Hit that every time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Every time. It's just that's my go-to. I might go and spread to other types of dishes too by Jamaica, but it's like you know that was just. I just love it. <laughs> I, just, I can't go like I'm African. I'm West African. I know you get oh. talking about a Liberian toast crunch. So it's just like you know, it's, it's just like, something about Jamaica, but it's kind of similar. So it's just like you know, it's just you gotta love it. Um, so have you ever tried um any African dishes like uh fufu or igusa? Not yet, man. I, I've been trying to you know meet some people so that I could do that. I, like I said, I'm be so zoned out to this whole music thing. I'd be forgetting to get out and network and that's my issue but i definitely that's definitely in my plans because I, I hear good things about fufu 
Yeah, definitely check it out. Definitely, definitely check it out for sure. Cause it's just um like if you find like a right click, I don't know like what what, what the African food scene is looking like in Atlantic. I, I ain't step out there before. Yeah. You know, I gotta gotta test the waters with that one. <laughs> but it's just um but yeah, one something like when you find like real good fufu or igusa or whatever, igusa is how, what the Nigerians they call it. Uh, okay. Who's like what a lot the Ghana's and uh Liberian folk and I think Sierra Leone a little bit like call it. So it's just like you know it's just it's so 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 good. Just like I like with spaghetti, it, it tastes like it's just it's whatever until you put the sauce on it. Yeah, it's kind of like that, like with like fufu and, and soup and everything. You just kind of grab like the ball of, of doughy substance and you just kind of dunk it in the soup and then you like you you know you then swallow the doughy substance dipped in the soup basically. So it's just like it's just so delicious i like now my mouth is starting to water just talking about it it's like dang now i gotta hit up one of my aunties like please make me some um mm. but it's like yeah it's it's really delicious it's like that's like the food of the warrior you know that's what people used to eat before they go out to for battle and everything back then okay. I didn't know that. just some just some history right there and there's some other foods you can try like some uh, potato greens um my mom just made some with some lamb and everything Mm. And then you can just put it on some rice. It's just that's really, really good. I'm about to eat some up right quick as soon as we get off and everything. <laughs> it's just that that's one thing about African food. Like the older you get, you start to appreciate it <laughs> and everything. Cause it's just like it'd be like, oh, we got food at home. It's like, no, I want McDonald's. Like right. and I was like, Damn, I could go for some McDonald's, but I got some food at home. So right. also right. potato greens. You drop potato greens, uh, pan butter, that's another good soup. And it's just like those are the thing food food soup. Um, GB, which is like just like the same thing as food food soup, but just one you eat with a spoon and one you eat with your hands. Oh, okay. And then it's just, um, one you, yeah, actually one you eat with a spoon and it's kind of watery. Um, <laughs> and one you eat with like, one is just with your hands and it's kind of like, it's very, you know, very thick soup. And then, um, there's palava sauce, which is very oily, but you put on rice too and like uh, potato grains. Like those are the four main dishes to me that you, that you just, you got to try. And everything you can try all the ones too but it's like just just put it if you ever want to make a list and everything i know because you're, you're really heavy with the culinary stuff be <laughs> sure to you can definitely check that stuff out for sure you know yeah you know, that's just that's just that's what a lot of africans were eating so i want to and encourage uh, the diaspora wherever they might be whether it's in brazil or Dominican yeah. um, republic or um jamaica or you know america or canada it's just like if you've never tried it you got to knock it out because that's what our people were eating for generations yeah. beforehand so it's like you know just something to, to to keep in mind um and stuff of that nature um so, so i know you spoke about like your time in boston how do you describe the climate in boston like when you're like like you know the whole social climate and just day-to-day -day activities and just uh, stuff with the music grind and stuff of that nature how, how do you describe it um I'll say this, the difference between Atlanta and most of the North is you'll be embraced here. I know there's like this heavy connotation about, you know, the violence going on right now, but if they mess with you, the whole city gonna mess with you, you know what I'm saying? Whereas up North, it's like everybody is at each other's head. There's no type of unity, but I'm starting to see it, like now that I've left, like as far as like the uh, the poets and the spoken word and the, the the rappers, like they're doing a lot of things together, and I'm noticing, and it's like it's a beautiful thing because when I was there, I didn't really see that. Like it was just 
a few people out of Boston, but they weren't really, you know, trying to put other people on or build other people up. Not saying that, you know, people want handouts, but, you know, it's, as artists, like, we got to stick together, you know what I'm saying? Because we we get the, the shit into the stick sometimes because we are artists and people think we're not doing anything, like, oh, get a job, da, da, da. you know what I'm saying? Like, we literally make the world thrive and go around without art, you know, people think that they don't need it. Like if you're reading a book, that's art. You have a collection of paintings in your, in your home, that's art. You listen to music every day, that's art. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's really underappreciated and it's good to see that they are becoming a collective up there. When I was there, it was more so, you know, just feet to the pavement, you know, and uh, I have a homie out in Cali. He really put me on, like, as far as the shows go. And then after that, it was more so I had to do the work myself. But after that first show, I was doing it more consistently. And it, it, it really helped with the uh, social anxiety and the confidence and selling. And like you said, you know, the business side of it. So, like I said, I've always given Boston their just do as far as, like, where just I... In general, just, like, just learning experience as a whole. Exactly. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that on a whole lot of sides, man, because it, it kind of be like that to a certain degree here in Charlotte, man. Like, we don't have a whole lot of unity, and we're in the South, like, but we're, right. we're like the bougie part of the South. Like, it's just, like, we seem to value people for just being, like, you know, full of themselves as opposed to mm -hmm. just you know, actually trying and being expressive. That's the thing, like, you know, go into detail about your experiences out there in Atlanta. You say Atlanta is just more accepting and, like, you know, just more open and stuff to things uh, down there in Atlanta, like, supportive is what you're saying? Um, how do I explain? Uh, it's more so if you, you know, grew up around here, like you could be the dopest person ever, but if you're from like Montana or something, people gonna be a little apprehensive, you know. But if you have the right cosign, then everybody, you know, they they gonna rock with you. Like I've um I've done you know artist development and stuff, and I've worked with people like producers who like have worked with several people and like anytime i come in there they face light up because they're like oh i know he's gonna come in here he's gonna do what he need to do he's gonna make some fire ass stuff and that those relationships are you know priceless because it, it just leads you to different things but like i've had uh opportunities to uh make music for clothing lines and stuff through those relationships you know what i'm saying so it's if they rock with you they're gonna embrace you, you know what i'm saying whereas Certain areas of the country is like, all right, I'll tell you you're nice, but my actions are going to speak otherwise. Dang, that's, yeah, man, that's not good at all. I just feel like, nah. you know, like Atlanta is like, Atlanta is popping now, but I think because of that mentality, because it's like, you know, like, you know, in Charlotte, it's just, it's weird and everything. Like, it's like people try to compete with against you. Instead of trying to like work with you or trying to like the build, or, like try to be like more of an asset to kind of help people along in their way, you know. Like I've always been the type that just help as an asset. Like you know, for instance, like there's something on Instagram called Crowd Freak. I'm not sure if you heard it. Have you heard of it? You sent it to me uh, last night. I checked it out. It was okay. Yeah, so you're one of the people I was sending. I was sending it to multiple people because I follow so many artists and everything. And it's like, it looks like they have like something going for them that although they're while they're just starting out and everything, it looks like they're setting up shows and stuff. 
and it looks like they're actually getting stuff situated. So yeah, it's just like good. I hear like stuff from the people I interview, and I'm like, you know what? They need to work with y'all and everything, you know, because I'm going to work with them too one day once I get back in the studio again. Yeah, it's just like you know, while like while while we're just trying to keep their momentum going, let me just try to see if they can hook up with other people, like because like to give people opportunities by flying them out, having uh, helping them with their hotel, and you know, getting them to uh, the, the concert that they can uh, be able to uh, perform at, and everything. Right. That's good, man. Like that's something that that's an opportunity I want to be able to put people onto, you know. So that's yeah. why I sent it out. And it's, it's like this is before I even listened to like your music, like heavy and everything. But now I'm like, okay, I really did the right thing then because, like, well, dude's about to sell out. Yeah, I appreciate that, man, for real, honestly. But, you know, no, seriously, I know we got, like, nine more minutes and everything, but it's just want to go into detail and everything. So you pretty much checked out uh, Crowd Freak and everything they had to offer? Yeah, it's different from, you know, the other, you know, distributors because that they aren't, you know, setting up shows and stuff. Because I release my music through DistroKid. Never have I ever, you know, gotten an email or even looked on their bio and it's saying that they, you know, provide these opportunities. It's just, I'm just distributing your music, which is cool. But that right there is, that's something different. That's a game changer. Yeah, like literally, it's just like, it's just like, I don't know. Like this show kid, after when I uploaded stuff to this show, it was so hard to find my own music. And I'm just like, you know, I can't wait to re-release my mixtape again through Distro yeah. Freak, which is the what they distribute the music through is Distro yeah. Freak, which would be like on title and everything. Like maybe if I do it through them, like maybe then like I could be able to find myself a lot easier. You know, maybe I could be able to, you know, just just do all sorts of things. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's just stuff of that nature. So it's just like my all my music, I'm going to distribute it to them, like from now on, instead of Distro Kid, because I keep trying to change like an aspect of my name, and Distro Kid won't even allow me to do it. Like you know, it's like like my rap name is Toasty ESV, as you can see. So it's like right. you notice that after the dollar sign, the T is still capital, right? Right. I look it up and it's like, it's not the same everywhere. I, I try to look up my name and it's like, you know, I try to just ignore it for now. I was like, okay, maybe I'll just change it later and everything. But I keep trying to change on district and it never changes. Like, I don't know if it's a district kid thing or whatever, but it's just not working. You know, that's weird. It is weird. Very, very weird. Um, but it's just like, I, I heard that you got to like pay more money if you want to change stuff like that up. And I'm just like, no, I pay, <laughs> I pay enough, man. And it's just like, I haven't even dropped anything and stuff. Um, so it's just like, like, you know, like that's my next case. So, cause they had all types of festivals. They got the whole, um, they got the Backwood uh, Bonfire uh, Festival. Yeah. That's going to be lit. The 420 festival that's also gonna be lit because they'll get people like Wiz Khalifa and uh, Currency and like Snoop Dogg out there, so you can network with them also. Like it's just like you know, it's just not just independent people. I know BDF the Pac Man, uh, or BFB is it BFB or BDF? BFB the Pac Man. I don't know. I fuck with dude, and he just uh, they be doing shows out there in uh, Detroit, and I know in mid, now, yeah, in Detroit, and he'll be out there. Um, at them shows too you know and it's just like you know it's just they got the whole uh they just got a whole lot of opportunity they even got a halloween theme festival and stuff and i'm just like it's only gonna get bigger and bigger so you might as well just hit up uh, while they're while they're right right in their infancy stage and stuff right it's like 35k right now and then that could lead to just more opportunities down the line so it's like definitely something to consider you know absolutely yeah, man, I feel like you're gonna kill it with them people, like for sure, like especially now. It's just like because they're, they're gonna be like, working. and they're responsive too. That's the great. That's one of the best parts about it. Yeah, like that. That definitely 
plays a factor because like you know you get these automated messages and stuff like that which is cool but like they give you like the runaround sometimes and it's just like i understand what you want from me (laughs) so you know i'm gonna get off of here (laughs) dang and it's just like you know with this this type of service and everything like dead ass like like I literally even said on a com a comment one time, I was like, "Man, one day I'm gonna work with y'all. I can't wait to look at work for y'all and everything." And after that, they just replied, "Hey, we'll be waiting whenever you're ready." And then it's just just like that. <laughs> so it's just like you'll get a chance to perform in front of them, like in a little room, kind of get a feel for what your music is and stuff of that nature. And I'm sure, I'm sure it's something to trust. They seem like the type of people that actually like you know values music. You know, because yeah. some people be claiming that they mess with music, but it's really just for attention or just mm-hmm. for yeah. And you can tell the difference based on how like competitive what they're competitive over. You know, people who actually like this music thing actually just want to compete with themselves and just mm-hmm. get better. Everybody else is like a measuring stick, but you're really just trying to get better than what you used to be. Yeah. Um, some people just feel threatened, like when other people like you know start to be good and like they just can't take like when people say anything positive about them and then they start hating or spreading rumors and stuff like that. You know, like that's some bitch nigga shit. But it's like that's just like that's just how it is sometimes. You know. Yeah, that's for sure. No, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's really, really unfortunate. Uh, but I'm gonna end this recording. Uh, since we can continue with the next one, like, I don't want to just cut out away anyway, like out of nowhere. So we just continue on, on the next recording, and we'll be able to like speak more on uh, other matters. So that's cool with you. Okay, cool. All right, cool. I'm gonna hop on a little bit. Just gotta get some things together. Okay. All right, cool. Um, back to the whole uh, situation. I know we spoke on a whole lot of matters in regards uh, to gra- to crowd freak and uh, stuff of that nature. Yeah. Um. Uh, if we were to like to transition back uh, to your culture and stuff, I know you mentioned you said you were like a Jamaican and uh, stuff of that nature. How do you feel like that's influenced your style uh, to a certain degree? Um, I feel like, you know, growing up in Jamaican culture, you sort of appease to the crowd. You know what I'm saying? So like when I think about my music, Obviously, I'm, you know, making what I want to hear, but I'm also, you know, testing the waters, make sure people are feeling it, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I don't know if you've ever been to, like, a bashment party or anything, but the DJ is always, you know, testing the waters, making sure people, you know, feeling the music, make sure everybody is, you know, vibing. And that's always how I've been, like, even at my, you know, shows with the music, you know, just making sure the people feel it, you know, because... Music is vibrations. You know, you want to have a good vibration. Yeah, seriously. But it seems like a lot of Jamaican folks seem to catch on to rhythms and stuff so easily and things of that nature. There's a lot of rappers who are of Jamaican descent. I just interviewed uh, one guy by the name of uh, Wolf, a long live Wolf. Um, that's his tagline. If you want to check him out or, or everything, he mentioned a lot about his Jamaican culture influencing his style to a certain degree. Like one Jamaican uh, um, rapper, I know at the top of my head is uh, the notorious B.I.G. Um, I know that he has roots in Jamaica and stuff of that nature, and that kind of like you know influences his style and stuff. So it's just like you know, it's just it's just so crazy. Do you just feel like maybe y'all just naturally gifted with a with a gift of rhythm? I think the entire diaspora is honestly like, cause there's no us without, you know, our African roots. Mm-hmm. So I can't really just give it to, you know, Jamaica. I, no disrespect to anybody, but I think we just, as a people, we just got the rhythm. We, we, we It might take some longer, mm-hmm. but we got it. You know what I'm saying? Like we catch on and it, it's a beautiful thing. 
for sure. Oh yeah, no, definitely, most definitely, for sure, and um, all that. So it's like, so growing up within like a Jamaican household and everything, how exactly what was that experience like? Because I know like I I've been like Liberian parents. It's an experience, man. I swear it's just I feel like only Liberian kids will get like what it's like living under a Liberian parents. Well, like, explain like what's it like with like uh, in the Jamaican household. Uh... It was really just me and my mom, so like I didn't have like you know the aunts and the uncles and all that stuff like a lot of people do because it, it's like a community thing, mm-hmm. you know. But it was just mainly me and her. But there are definitely things that you know popped out. It's like oh yeah, he just making his head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like uh, you can't be lazy, you know. Like like if you just lounging around, it's it's a no. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. like like it, it, you could work hard for six days, and on that seventh day you want to relax. No, it's not happening. <laughs> Get up and clean or something. You know what I'm saying? Everything could be clean. Everything could be done, but you got to find something to do. And that's always how my mom has been. Like, get out, get up, do something. Like you know, like that old goody mother song. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that's good, though. That's actually good to instill something like that within you, you know, like, you know, to be sloth-like and, you know, lazy and everything, it's going to be hard in regards to, like, accomplish your goals or to go make something of yourself if you're always lounging around and stuff. So it's like, you know, that's actually very, very, that's a very good quip to grow up on, you know? Absolutely. Uh, do you feel like that kind of tracked uh, when your work ethic in regards to music as a whole? I would say... That has had a major effect on my work ethic and everything. Like I don't slack nothing. Like even if I don't want to do it, it I'll work that much harder to not be doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. And as far as music goes, like I told you, I've always been a writer, so I'm just in there pumping stuff out. You know what I'm saying? And I, if I need to go back and you know correct something, I'll do that. But it's always been like overtime with me as far as like making songs and recording and just doing what I do yeah no no seriously do you ever think about like I know I people think about like Jamaican culture who think like maybe dance hall or like uh freaking uh reggae music do you want to probably go into those uh genres or maybe uh kind of kind of um kind of what am I trying to say? Trying to like get into those uh, type of genres or like maybe like influence into your style a little bit more, maybe make, make a couple reggae songs or dance all songs. You think about maybe put that on your bucket list or what's up? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Like the way I think about it is like, it has to come to me naturally. You know what I'm saying? I understand that like I have, you know, Jamaican descent, but I'm not from there. So a lot of people be having issues with like Yankees. That's what they call us because we from America. Like, <laughs> like why are the Yankees making dance hall music? Da, da, da. I'm like, I get it. I ain't trying to step on no toes. But if it comes to me, you know, or if I link with a Jamaican artist and they want to do that, then I'm all for it, you know. I feel like that's something you should probably step in, like, you know, whenever you feel slighted to. Like I especially have a very strong interest between dance hall. And uh, reggae music, especially, you know, from Lucky Doobie on the dance hall side, obviously Bob Marley and uh, all types of um, um, reggae artists from that end. But then it's just like um, like Steel Pulse and so on. I could go on and on about uh, who, who who is who in the reggae side of things. But also on the dance hall with like Sean Paul 
And it's just, you know, it just goes on and on for that. I, I would try to make a list of lists. Just, I just put the music on and like YouTube just, you know, just puts on Pandora stuff. So it's just like, you know, I just, I just be all like with Wayne Wonder and everybody. So it's just like, you know, like, you, are you pretty familiar with a lot of these artists? Absolutely. Just classics. You name a lot of, a lot of, you know, classic artists. Like you got Wayne Wonder, Vibes Cartel, uh, as far as reggae, Sizzla, Buju, like, you know, it's, it's a lot of great artists out of Jamaican. So I understand, you know, the inclination to want to hear that and, and hear more of it. Oh, uh, no, sir. Have you been to Jamaica before? I know you've been to Jamaica like probably several times. So, uh, oh, man, I, I haven't. Like I was saying, Corona messed everything up. I, I was going to go there. That was my first trip outside of the United States. And then next thing I know, the entire world has been shut down. Uh, man, me and you are on the same boat, man. I was supposed to go to Liberia this year uh, for the first time, but it's like you know, sadly, my grandfather passed, so it's just like all the money I had to save, I had to go straight there man, and everything. I, yeah, I had no life insurance at all. So. My <laughs> so it just became crazy, you know. It's just like you know, so it's just like I think I'm just gonna have to save going home back home to Liberia for like maybe, maybe next year, hopefully. You know, and it's just like, it sucks. Like, it's just like, you know, cause I'm getting older and everything. You know, I want to settle down and just chillax and everything, but I want to see the world too. And I want to get the whole seeing the world part out of the way as, as best, as fast as I can, but as memorably as I can before I settle down. So I could be like, okay, yeah, I've been here, I've been there. You know, I was able to reconnect with my roots and stuff. And, you know, cause that stuff gets harder when you start like a family and stuff of that nature. And you start really, really settling down. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's like this is this is one of the main reasons I want to get into this distance for sure. Not one of the main main reasons, but just one of like the more obscure reasons because like you'll get a chance to travel all over the world. So it's just like it's just something that you want to. If, if your passions could take you all over the place, you know why not take it? You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, man. It's just like man to go back home to like Liberia. What are the, what's on your bucket list for going back home to Jamaica? In your case, um, definitely get some. You know real food like i don't want to you know go to no resort or nothing like I, I need to go to the jerk pit i need to go you know to the beaches i need to be around the people go to an actual you know function because a lot of people they, they they go to jamaica but they you know taking pictures and doing this stuff on the resort you know they're not really getting a full you know feel of the island Oh yeah, no, seriously. I bet like that the food must be mad authentic down there. Because it's just like, you know, we come here. I'd be trying to find the most authentic Jamaican spot I can find. The best way I, I'd be trying to do it and trying to check the reviews and see which one's the most rude. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, like that's how I feel. That's how I know it's like authentic. It'd be like, oh yeah, the food was okay, but the scenery was kind of a little bit unorganized. Like, like, did you come there for food or organization? <laughs> the lady behind the counter is rude as fuck. That's how you know the food, the food gonna be fired. Yes, gotta get my plantain, my rice beans, my oxtail. That's my go-to right there, man. Oh, that's bringing back some memories. Cause I was in, go back when I was at NCCU. That was like when I had some little money to go eat and everything. That was, I would try to go to the Jamaican spot. I think one of my friends introduced me to that spot. I'm like, yes, I need to get my oxtails on. <laughs> Gotta get my oxtails on. Not everywhere I go, if I go like outside, like I just try to check like what's the nearest Jamaican spot, just in case. Absolutely. 
Yeah, but that's that's actually a very a very wondrous culture that you have there. You know, like I know with a lot of the islands, so like with slavery and everything, you know, it's like there's always a lot of heartache and a lot of like you know the present time. But I feel like a lot of the diaspora, we like we go our own way. We we make fun where we can, like after some years and everything, and we bring oh, yeah. about hip hop, country music, um, uh, blues and stuff of that nature, jazz, you know, reggae, dancehall, so many genres of music. Just off the diaspora alone, and it just it just doesn't stop there, and everything. So it's just like you know, that that's crazy that you haven't been uh, back to Jamaica yet. I bet it's just you have a long bucket list of things to do, huh? Man, trying to go to trying to go to the beaches, trying to probably fall in love with some Jamaican woman over there. I gotta get my locks done over there too. My sister was telling me she's like, "They go do your locks." I was like, "All right, bet." (laughs) (laughs) And she said it with the accent too. Yeah, she's heavy Jamaican, yeah, super Jamaican. Like, oh, okay, so you're like the baby of the family. So you're just born in the states, and so you just you're around it like all the accent, but you're not. You ain't really been to the country yet. Right, right, exactly. Dang, that must be amazing because the accents are beautiful and everything. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Yeah, man, I was trying to holler at one Jamaican girl on campus at SCCU, but you know, it's just you know the time steps are kind of messed up, so it's like, oh. Man. <laughs> All this homework to do this, I never have time to just find time to just go out for nothing, man. Dang, I, I sometimes I regret it for that. I was like, man, her her voice was so beautiful, and it's just like <laughs> I'll be thinking about it from time to time. But it, it is what it is. It is what it is, man, for sure. But that's that's just all the more reason to go to Jamaica, huh? Yeah, for sure, bro. <laughs> no, seriously. What are some other places besides Jamaica you like to travel to? Um. I've always been inclined to go to Australia. I don't know why, but Perth is beautiful. I know everybody talks about Sydney and Melbourne, but uh, Perth is a beautiful place. I want to go to Greece. Definitely want to go to Nigeria, um, Kenya. I might stop through Egypt, you know, just, you know, for, for, it's a must. Um, I haven't really thought about too many European countries, but I'm sure by, you know. I would say like France or maybe United Kingdom, Spain a little bit, you know. Yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Spain, I might have to do a visa. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know too much about Russia. There's so much shit going on over there. I don't know. (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) You ain't going to freaking hold me hostage. Like, no, you can't get on this plane no more. You're a hostage now. You better call CNN and shit with a sense of money here and be like, I don't know, man. They ain't me. <laughs> got no ties to no CNN. But yeah, definitely I want to hit France for sure. Definitely like the Netherlands. Have you seen? I know you've watched Atlanta. Absolutely. I just saw the new two uh the two episodes they dropped Thursday. Oh yeah, have they already started the new season? Yeah. I remember when they dropped the third season. I thought they dropped the third season like yesterday. Yeah, it was at the top of the year. But I think, like, a lot of these shows that are, like, coming to an end, they just try to, you know, get it done with. Just hurry up with it? Yeah, because I feel like that's how we did Insecure, too. Dang, because I, I know it took a while for them to find another season for season three. So I was just like, what? All right. They, they did another season already? Yeah, exactly. All right, dang. But I, I still, I, it's, it's all good for me, man. I ain't even finished the third one yet. It's on Hulu. I'm trying to watch it on Hulu. So it's like, I guess it gives me more time to just sit down and watch it, huh? Yeah, by the time you that, this one will be over. So now you got more to watch. 
Yeah, no, seriously. And it's just like, you know, with Childish Gambino basically writing for the song, for the show and everything, he, Childish Gambino has done so much. And it's crazy because he's from Atlanta and everything. And it's just like, you know, it's just one thing I really love about Atlanta is like how it's just it's starting to carry like its own like flavor. You know what I'm saying? Its own like character. Atlanta in itself is like a character in itself. You know, from your Gucci Mans, your Jeezys, and then your Andre 3000s here, and then your Childish Gambinos here and stuff. There's so much diversity in the sound that it just makes it so interesting to just delve into that I wish Charlotte would kind of catch on with already, but it's just like, you know, it's, it's still a process and stuff of that nature. What are some artists of uh, from Atlanta that's just that you feel like it's just such a that's such a like um it's such a treasure to the city like what are some that are just some big players that you seem to admire and why um I'm definitely <laughs> for sure. big boy too outcast as a whole uh killer Mike I feel like he don't get his just due Yo, yo, before we go into, dude, how great is Killer Mike though? He's amazing, it's like bro, like that's why he's like the unofficial member of Outcast, bro. Because every time he features, bro, he kills the track all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> like I, I know you heard the song "Whole World" and his like uh his uh his middle the, the his verse in the middle of it after Andre Two Thousands, where you know what I'm talking, the whole world from yeah. Outcast. Like the whole world, and he just kills it like fucking with Bond. It's just like, bro, it's just like, just look up every Killer Mike track they did, every Outcast track they did with Killer Mike, bro. Like, I swear he's like the unofficial like Outcast member to me. He's still killing it. We're running jewels, man. Like, I still listen to him, so like, it's a lot. I wish he would have blew up way long before, like, you know, like the whole run the jewels stuff because it's just like he was too good, man. Absolutely. Way too good, even an outcast. <laughs> but, but beyond Killer Mike, like who else? Um, okay. I like Earth a lot. They they remind me of uh, Outcast. Black is cool. He he really sort of shifted the culture with his sound. Um. I didn't even know Black was from Atlanta. Oh my gosh, I uh, forgot. Like I, I feel dumb as hell. I just think like, what Black's from Atlanta? That's all in my whole head. I'm like, what the? Of course he is. Like, why not? Of course, T.I. Got a good time. He just because he do a lot of things, you know, diplomatic and uh, activist on the activist side. And plus, he was a hard rapper. So like, I can't just T.I. He got to go on that list. Expeditiously has to go on that list. Like, Gucci is definitely, like, one of my favorite artists from Atlanta. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, Gucci Man is the shit, man. I remember it's a bump, the whole freaking um, return of Mr. Zone 6 and everything. About him is his work ethic. Yeah, because he used to drop, like, a mixtape, like, every week. Man, everybody was talking about Wayne and, and you know, Jada Kiss, all, 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 all the people who had the mixtape game messed up. A lot of people don't understand how frequently Gucci used to drop. And it was just, you know, heaven. <laughs> no, seriously. It's just like, I, I first would be like, why you got all these damn songs out? It's just like, man. Hold on, hold on. Let me just look up how many songs Gucci Man has dropped. Hold on a second. I'm about to ask Google right now. Hold on. Definitely probably thousands, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> how many songs has Gucci Man dropped? Like, okay, like a hundred singles. Okay, I don't know how much 
It's probably a lie. I'm about to check the Wikipedia page and see what's up. I know Wikipedia is like not the best source, but at the same time, they be getting they be getting some shit right. Hold on, okay. Ooh, the mixtape. That's the crazy part. Yeah, it's a mix like 74 mixtape. Right. A <laughs> hundred singles, one soundtrack album, three collaboration albums, seven compilation albums, fourteen studio albums, seven EPs. But the mixtape. <laughs> 74 mixtapes. I'm like, what the hell? And all of them had at least 20 songs on them, bro. So, like, they was working. No, dead ass, bro. <laughs> it's hard to say what song's your favorite Gucci Man song. All I just know is, like, how many projects. Yeah, I know Mr. Zone 6, uh, Return of uh, East Atlanta Santa. It's like, um, it's just, it just has so many, so many good, like, uh, so many, so many wonderful like songs and shit that he dropped in. I wanted to, I would, I just wish I had a car in high school to just bump it when I was really, really on him. Cause I swear I would just be Gucci Man all day, bro. <laughs> that was the shit, bro. That, those are some memories right there, man. But beyond Gucci Man, who else? Or is, is it the stop of Gucci Man? Um, got Pastor Troy, of course, Future. Future is another hard worker. Thug, we gonna give it to him. He's another hard worker. Little uh, baby. Yeah, he he's definitely the prize of the city right now. Um, trying to think of the women. I'm not trying to disrespect the women right now. You know, it's a lot of <laughs> no man. Take your time. Whatever comes to mind, I'm sure they'll understand. Kelly is from Atlanta. She is fire. Who who from Atlanta? Kelly Rowland. Yeah, Kelly Rowland. Yeah, definitely can't forget Kelly Rowland. Also, there's another artist that a lot of people don't really know about. Her name is Tanneria. I don't know if you ever heard of her. Tanneria. I mean, I, I heard of Kari Foe. I think it's Kari Foe from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah she's fired. Too. I don't know if she's from. No, Kari Foe is from um, Arkansas. Shit, I feel dumb as fuck. I just know that she did a song with Charge Again. I don't know why I just assumed that. Damn. Yeah. Fuck. How do you find a rapper from Arkansas? Like, what, what the hell's out there in Arkansas? I'm not trying to diss Arkansas out here. I'm just, just uh, for our viewers. I'm just saying, it's just, I don't know what's out there. I hope to maybe, maybe if I go past there when I'm on tour or something like that, maybe, maybe then I'll get a better uh, see what, what's all that about and stuff of that nature. But uh, that's where Walmart is from? <laughs> wait, wait, what? So that's where Walmart is from. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, because it's like the way it, it kind of grew out, it's like such a silent killer and everything with freaking Walmart and stuff. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, like it's not they got a Walmart convention center like in Arkansas. They, they probably do, but I don't know. <laughs> that is so crazy. But I know you're trying to uh, list some female artists from Atlanta. I know you got Ice Spice is from New York, right? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. But it's like, uh, but what, what are the artists from Atlanta, like female artists? Like, I know you're trying to like list some female artists. No, like I was saying, Tanner, Tanner Real, like when you get a chance, actually, I'm gonna send you a page. Like, she's amazing, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Send me that stuff for sure. Like, to the DM for sure. Yeah, for sure. It, this is a shame because I should know more, you know. No, it's okay. It's like, <laughs> I mean, most of the Charlotte uh, female artists I know, it's like they're artists that I'm just, that are like, we're all trying to make it together so i haven't made it made it yet um first one i know it's like okay there's tiani's rose john little john 4k uh oh, that's what she called herself um what's another artist um she used to call herself lady t now she just calls herself something else i forget what it was uh she's a dope artist 
there's more. There's more that I know. Um, freaking. Um, Monica is from Atlanta. <laughs> How could I forget Monica? Definitely Monica. Yeah, yeah, Monaco for sure. That we're literally just sitting here trying to think of female artists in our own city. Like we're like, what? what y'all don't know your own city. Like I ain't trying to be trash, yo. It's just, it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just, it's just, I don't, like it was just all listen to female artists all day. So it's just like you know, like don't, 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 don't shit on us, man. It's just Summer Walker. Uh, yeah, Summer Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Scissors from California, right? Scissors from Jersey. Jersey. Oh shit. I'm I'm getting everyone's whole geography messed up. I would never guess from New Jersey. Shit, TLC. Uh oh, one of my favorites. Uh Abra. I don't know if you ever heard of Abra. Abra from Atlanta. I really rock with Abra. She goes hard. I ain't heard of Amber, but it's like well, her name Amber? Abra. Like Abracadabra. Oh uh, no, I haven't heard of her. I'll probably, I'll probably just look her up. It's on pretty soon. It's like that. We're just really just burning like freaking like recording time. Just talk. <laughs> hey, back on to back to you, Mister Outcome. All right, so like explain like like how how you growing up though, like through elementary school, middle school, and high school. Like where you like where where you sitting? There? Were you like we the cool kids, the sporty kids, or were you just the artistic kids? I was the nerd turned artistic kid turned into a nerdy jock because I played basketball in college. So. Uh, you probably can't tell it, but I'm six seven. So like I've been, you know. Oh, so you're just forced. dunking on niggas every day, right? I've been forced to you know play sports, but music has always been at you know the back and front sides of my mind. No, dang, difference. six seven. That's actually tall. So I'm only six one. Like dang, dude, yeah. Yeah. just dunking on everybody. You're a whole cheat code. <laughs> Why aren't you in the NBA right now, man? Uh, that's a funny story, man. I tried to transfer to Georgia State, and my old school was holding my uh, transcripts. So I literally, I tried to go to Clay Cole. I tried to do everything. Like they would not give me my transcripts. So I just started making music. I just, I just stopped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I still like you know put the ball up or whatever. But it became less of a dream for me when I started to refocus on what really made me happy, which was music. Yeah, man. No, no, seriously, it's good to pick your passions and everything. You know, heck, I was growing up, my parents wanted me to be a doctor and shit. And I, I thought I kind of did that at first. I thought it was pretty cool and everything. I used to read a whole lot of medical books. And I'm like, wow, this is really, really cool. But then you, know, you grow older and then things happen. And then it's just like, and I feel like music kind of saved my life growing up, you know. So it's just like, you know, this is just something I just want to give back to the medium. It's not a matter of being famous or making a whole lot of money, although like, well, if it does, that'd be pretty cool too. But it's really just giving back to the yeah. universe, you know, because like, I feel like when the universe really like showcases you something they could really fall in love with and everything, that's just something that's really like a, that's a clue to really like I need to really invest it invest in this. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, man. No, 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 seriously, man. So it's just like so you just chose music over like your whole basketball career and everything, or was it just like just something that's just like it's whatever on the basketball side? I rechose it. You know what I'm saying? Because music was always there. It wasn't until I start, you know, getting, you know, large. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's pick up the basketball. And it wasn't even like my own decision. You know what I'm saying? Like I was being, you know, peer pressured and coaches bothering me about it. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll play. And 
nobody tells you how committed you have to be to your sport when you start to play it. And because I'm such a competitive person, it doesn't matter if I don't necessarily want to do this at the time. I'm going to do it to my fullest capacity, you know what I'm saying, and, and work my hardest because I'm doing it. And you're not about to just bitch me on the court. <laughs> you know I had to go out, man. So, like, music sort of to the back seat. And then, you know that saying, uh, man plans, God laughs? That literally would happen. Like, I got intentions to make it to, you know, uh, the NBA or overseas, et cetera, et cetera. And God, like, all right, take this. <laughs> Like, all right, I yeah, no, I feel that, man, for sure, man. It's like, I mean, it's, it's crazy that it's just like, you know, when it comes to like people's passions and things of that nature, you just can't help but just be kind of drawn into like, you know, like your passion, like regardless, always remain consistent. Like you might just dabble in other things and everything. Like, you know, I, I could do this podcasting from time to time, but at the same time, it's like, you know, music is like, that's like one of the main, main things. So it's just like, I, I got to get back to like, I always got better. It's like, I need to get back in the studio again. Since I first went to the studio, I had to get back in again. The whole process of like just making a song and making it the way how you want to. And then you've been listening to a beat for a while. It's like, okay, I know how, what hook would go good with that or what line would go good with this. You know, it's all it's all good stuff in, in mind and everything that you gotta like, like it's just, you just can't deny that. Absolutely. At all. It's just so undeniable to get there. So it's like, in regards to like uh, making like a song or like, you know, songwriting in general. So it's just, do you like start with a hook first or do you just have a, you just feel for the beat first and then you just like it just comes out as naturally as possible in terms of, like your uh um situation with that honestly it, it really depends because half of my songs are written without a beat word like I, was, like I was telling you like i can go outside and i'll just hear like the way a bird is chirping and now i have this entire thing in my head i have to write it down i have to record it i'll figure out how to mold the beat around it after and then while i was in the artist development program whenever i would go in there they would ask like oh how are you feeling today what do you want to do today and like majority of the time i just let them do them because you know producers are artists too like very important artists pay your producers people all right i just had to say that um <laughs> No, sorry, get it off your chest. <laughs> so I just had to let them run and like they'll make a beat and I'll just go with it. You know what I'm saying? So like majority of the time I won't start with a hook. I don't know why. It just never has been me. Mm -hmm. I'll start with the first. Maybe because I'm just like thinking concert was like I want to talk my shit and then get into the verse, not necessarily the hook. Yeah, no, I, I can feel that for sure. But it's like, I guess like with my case, it's just, I always, I just feel, I just feel the beat like over extended periods of time and everything. And whenever yeah. I get the funding, the job and jump into the studio again, I set up a plan to set up a studio. I just use the whatever little time I got like, for a week or say, and just write as much as I can um, to whatever beat I have to. And then I move on to the next beat and then that beat. 
and then it's just like I try it out in um in the studio and see like you know the thing about like when I first got in like I had to do a whole lot of read recordings and stuff because sometimes I was sound tired and some of the verses and so were like kind of like you know like dehydrated or I don't even know what it is but then it's like but then it's like I'll switch up the process or before I leave for because I would always do my sessions late at night so I just like try to see if I can drink some Coca Cola or something like that maybe get some caffeine in me so I can at least sound more lively I'll be trying to sound as lively as possible like you know I just can be like oh. I'm the shit, dude. Uh, you can't be me. Or just something like that, like shit like that. It's just like, you can't be saying shit like that and sound tired. It's like, I don't think you believe that, my dude. You know, you sound like you need to take a nap first before you want to start bragging or something like that. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just a crazy process all overall. But I like to do little timestamps and everything. I listen to the beat and see where I think the hook should go and where I should think the verses should go, how many verses and stuff, which part should just be led to this part, which part needs some editing or which part needs some like, you know, some sound effects and stuff. So it's just like, you know, like listening to ASAP uh, uh, before, not like during the time where I was like doing my tape, but just like, just, just the quip of listening to ASAP, you can kind of get the idea like, oh, I can turn this, I can like make my voice deep on this side. And then, like, you know, make that into an ad lib and stuff of that nature. You know, it's just it's just so many layers to music making um, that I just you just it's a science. And you just you find a fondness for it over time. You know what I mean? For sure. So you've mentioned that uh, this is twice that I got a question. Have you ever done LSD? <laughs> Um, not much of an LSD kind of guy. I kind of stick with weed, but it's like I haven't done any of that stuff in a minute because it's just like you know, it's just last time was like freaking like I had a boy freaking like a Dreamville Fest, and I'm just like I was so lost. <laughs> like it's just like it was the second time I was at Dreamville Fest, and I was just like just freaking like dang, if I lose these people, I'm really not gonna get home, bro. Because it's just like because <laughs> I'm with my brother and his, his girlfriend. I'm just like man. If I really lose these people, I don't think I'll be able to go home tonight. Cause this is like, cause like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Like, so like they're like, I swear it's like they're like my anchors to like reality at that point. Cause, but I was just like, man, like it's just like I'm really out of it today. <laughs> I'm just walking. I'm just walking. I'm just like, freaking. I don't even know what. I just, I just hate it. I hate edibles, man. Because it's always like it's it's a great experience, but it's also a bad experience. Because it's just like, because it's just like, I swear, it just takes you so much out of your element. Like, I swear, like, I, I'll do it just so I could be able to go to bed at, in college one time. Like, a little, <laughs> little Rice Krispie treat and everything. It's just like, all right, just don't eat the whole thing. Just right. eat half of it. And I'll be just like, okay, I'll just, I'll eat half of it. Like, mm, just eat half. Nothing happened for like 30 minutes to like an hour. I'm just like, you know, I'll just finish the rest of it. Oh, well, I, <laughs> guess, I, I guess nothing happened. Like, and it's just like, then I just like, I started feeling it as I was going to bed. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I, I guess I gotta sleep this off. I tell me why I woke up and I I felt like I was drowning in my own bed. Like I'm just like, oh no, because I had to be in class in like 30 minutes. And I'm like, oh no, I'm supposed to get to class, and I feel like everybody might know and everything. I felt like I was drowning in my own bed, but I could breathe. Like I'm just like, what if I step out and I just drown some more? Like I don't I don't know. It's just it was just my, that's where my headspace was. So it's like I, I so I somehow got to class. I don't know how. But I did, <laughs> and I, I I was apparently I was focused in class, like I was all good. But it's just like I don't remember what I learned that day. But it's just like no. So so, so now I think I'm getting like a certain pattern here that I just I shouldn't be touching any of that for a while. It's just I think I should just stick to, I'm I'm gonna stick to the rainfalls and the waterfalls or whatever TLC was talking about. 
Cause they like from Atlanta. I, they're from Atlanta too, yeah. <laughs> On the subject matter of Atlanta and everything. But all right, we got about a good uh five minutes and everything, so we kinda gotta, gotta rope this out. Um okay. stuff of that nature, you know, like it's just like you got any uh, uh, final message you wanna let the people know before we bounce? Uh you know, check me out. Outcome O V T C O M E. I'm on all platforms, you know. It's a vibe. It's a, it, it's it's my own realm. I'm not trying to, you know, sound like anybody. I'm not trying to force anything on anyone. But my main message is healing through those vibrations, you know. And I feel like sitting back watching, you know, a lot of the decisions we make, a lot of our actions are based upon the lack of healing. And I just want to, you know, spread that message to everybody. It's okay to be healthy. It's okay to not be toxic. Like, I know this whole toxic wave is, like, attractive. And, like, people think healthy is boring. It's not, man. Like, heal through your shit, man. Because it's affecting everyone, you know? And, um, yeah, man. Also, yeah, man. I, I can feel that. Shameless plug. I want to shout out my people, you know, uh, Black Lotus, Luna Bayou. Ballad, uh, Shorty B, you know, Curb, uh, a bunch of people. I hate to be, you know, that person, but, you know, got to show love to the people who show love to me. No, you got to do that for sure and everything, especially in the last couple of minutes and everything. We got Now we got like about four minutes and stuff, so I just want to let you know, because I didn't want to have to cut people off and everything at last minute, you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's just better off to just, because <laughs> I saw that happen one time and I'm just like, damn, dude, like, why? Uh, it's all right. It, we're pretty much ending it. Just leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just to give you the, the you know, um, to give you like the benefit of actually closing out well and stuff of that nature. But yeah, man, you have some really, really dope music, man. For real, man. You really should go far. And I don't want to put should that to put pressure on nobody. But I'm just like, you know, if the world doesn't see how good like outcome is like, let me be the first to be like, dude, this, this is where it's at. This should be the next big thing. And everything most definitely like you know it's just like uh, whether if you get signed one day I'm, I'm hoping maybe epic records because at least they actually do partnerships like i know access and telsey on one day and he actually had a partnership program <laughs> definitely don't want to get messed up by some other uh freaking uh record label just messing you up you know you want to have a long lengthy career and i feel like you have a long lengthy career ahead of you for sure and it's like uh yeah man like most definitely do you have anything else you want to let the people know like a uh, final last word before we bounce off honored <laughs> humbled flattered you know everything uh shout out to the liberian toast crunch shout out to uh this podcast i thank you so much man you are an incredible interviewer even doper human you're hilarious you <laughs> I'll be trying. I'll be trying my best for sure. But it's just uh, you, my friends can call me toasty. You know, it's just like, you know, it's, it's all good. Just call me toasty. Gotcha. Well, I wish you nothing but, you know, prosperity and, you know, success. And also, a lot of people don't take into account luck. <laughs> so, uh, luck has a lot to do with, you know, success. So I wish you all of that, man. And thank you for having me. Yeah, no, thank you for hopping on, man. This is a very good episode. You know, you, you dropped some gems here and everything. And I really hope that you get far in this whole music thing for sure, man, most definitely. Like, the world must know about outcome. They must know the outcome of outcome, for sure. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that's that's it for right there. That's it for the Mental Threats Podcast, episode 99. We're sewn in, and now we are sewing out. Yeah, that is it. <laughs>